Longhorn Nation, Sooner fans, welcome to episode 94 of the Boomer Bevo podcast. The only podcast exclusively dedicated to covering the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Texas, and the University of Oklahoma. I'm here with my man, Kevin Miller. I am John Whitson. Kevin, this is an instant reaction episode to the college football playoff announcement. Let's cut to it. The University of Texas is in for their first ever playoff appearance. They will be matched up against the Washington Huskies, most likely, although it's not confirmed, most likely in the Sugar Bowl. Kevin, have you ever been happier in your life outside of your marriage day? Well, when Texas won the national championship in 2005, yes, but only you were happier. You were happier than when you got married. When, when when Vince Young beat USC. That's what you're telling no, me. Oh man. You know better okay. than that. Try, quit trying to set uh, me up, all right? That, that was sketchy. Like, that that, you, being a, you being a Sooner fan, you know, I, I get you trying to take that one little shot and try to set me up because I imagine this is a kind of disappointing day for you guys. But uh, no. I think we're going to back in. I think we're going to back into New Year's Six, but this is about Texas. Let's get – y'all destroyed Oklahoma State. It wasn't even close. I don't know what the hell Mike Gundy was doing, only giving the ball to Ollie Gordon 13 times, unless he saw something in y'all's front that said there's no point to it. I don't know that it matters. Oklahoma State never had a chance. This was style points for you guys. You secured it. You took it out of the committee's hands. I give you guys a lot of credit on that win. Uh, Of course, I didn't watch it, but I just saw the scores. I was traveling. If you can't tell, I'm in Boston. Texas fan, Oklahoma State fan all around me is watching this on, on, on their phones. I mean, y'all destroyed them. Took it out of the playoff committee's hands. That left it for the decision to be between Alabama and Florida State. I told you. I told you this. They're not leaving Bama out. And they're going to make a decision, and they've left out Florida State. And I got to tell you, that is I, – I don't even know how to describe it because if I'm Florida State fan, it's like, what the hell else do I have to do? Number two – they're so good. I think the argument could be made for Florida State. They're so good that they won with their third-string quarterback. I completely agree with and you. It doesn't I matter. feel horrible for them. Right? First of all, oh. I'm excited for Texas. We destroyed Oklahoma State yesterday. That game was never close. I mean, 35-14 at halftime. Quinn Ewers, 11 of 11, 167 yards, and three touchdowns in the first quarter, John. Sark had that opening script, and there was nothing Oklahoma State can do about it. Nothing. Ollie Gordon, as good as he is, right? You, you, if you listen to our stuff, you know I've been a fan of this kid for a long time. He had absolutely no chance. I mean, you know, 13 carries for 34 yards. And this guy, you know, I like him. He's running through the tunnel yelling, F Texas, F Texas, yeah. on camera. Well, who's F in Texas now? You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly, <laughs> man. Listen, and they completely shut him down. And their Oklahoma State defense could do nothing with us offensively. We did whatever we wanted, running the ball, throwing the ball. It just didn't matter. It just didn't matter. It was a great performance. I'm really happy to have our first Big 12 title since 2009, John. Can you imagine that, 14 years without – and then, you know, to top that off with the playoff, I told you I wanted to win the Big 12 this year. Anything else would be a bonus, and what a great bonus this is. I was not sure even after yesterday, right? With this committee, you just don't know. I figured Alabama would get in. I thought Alabama would get in over Texas. I didn't think they would leave Florida State out after the way they looked. And again, look, I know their offense did not look good, and it shouldn't look good with a third-string quarterback. 
But that was a really good performance by them, especially that defense was good. Jared Verse, you've heard me talk about him for two years now, right? Dominant up front on Dude, the defensive listen, line. Florida State beats LSU, beats Florida on the road. Like, they beat Clemson. They went undefeated. They won the ACC undefeated with a third-string quarterback. What else can they do? Correct. It's a stat deck. It's a stat deck. Now, on the other side of the court, on the other side, Alabama just took down Georgia. They went undefeated in an SEC schedule and took down the number one team in the country on the road. I mean, basically on the road in Atlanta. I don't know what else Alabama can do. It it points to the flawed system. This is going to be by far the most controversial college football playoff, and it's fitting that it's the last number, you know, 14 playoff. Correct. In case people are wondering, why are they expanding it? This is why. This is why. Because there are teams out there that could win in a 12-team playoff that could win a national championship, right? Oklahoma would be in the 12-team playoff in a dangerous team. Oh, absolutely. In a 12-team playoff. A healthy healthy Oklahoma with a healthy Stutzman, a a healthy Bowman, DG's cooking. Yeah, no, it would be. I, listen, we're we're not going to be on the air. We're not going to be on the air by the time we find out if Oklahoma. I am going to say it right now, though, at eleven thirty six a.m. time central. Oklahoma is getting into New Year six. They're not going to leave OU out of a New Year six. If they have a chance to put Oklahoma in a New Year six, they're going to do it. Oklahoma State's going to fall to the Alamo Bowl. Oklahoma will be in the Cotton Bowl against somebody. Oh yeah, they're going to take you guys over Oklahoma State. That's for sure. And for honestly, sure. they should Who take us want? over. They should take us over Penn State. Penn State's terrible. Are you kidding me? The Big Ten yeah. is terrible. I think Alabama beats Michigan. I think you have your hands full with Washington, but I think the Sugar Bowl is a huge advantage. Let me see. Is it for sure the Sugar Bowl? It is the Sugar Bowl. It is for sure the Sugar Bowl. I got ESPN behind me. Okay. I mean, dude, that's a huge advantage for you guys. Is, Are you it kidding me? It is a massive me? advantage. I, I honestly was hoping we would get Michigan because their style of offense fits right into what we like to play against. Running the ball. Oh, yeah, we shut that run game down. I don't care how physical they think they are. Texas would shut down Michigan, Michigan's running game. And then, I got to tell you, the the Washington run game against Oregon was dominant in the fourth quarter. That made me jealous. That's one of the first teams I've seen all year where, as an Oklahoma fan, I said to myself, that's who I want to play like. I want to be able to throw the ball all around the field. I want to be able to make big plays. I want to be able to take the top off. But when it comes down to it, I want to be able to run the ball and put the game away. And that's what Washington did against Oregon. That Johnson kid was hurt and was a stud in the fourth quarter. He was only better in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Y'all got yourselves. Yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, right? But listen, we'll worry about that. I'm just glad to be in. This is the first time we've even sniffed being in the playoff. I've never even watched a playoff reaction show or the uh, actual announcement show. I've never watched it live before. I just wait to get the announcement on my phone. You guys, I know you guys are all over, right? You've been in this four times? You've been in four times. times? Four times. Four times. And here's the deal. Oklahoma always got the benefit of the doubt. Always. Every year. Every year we got the benefit yeah. of the doubt. And I knew Texas would too. It's Texas, dude. Like, you are not going to be left out. I know that you're sitting back there and you've been Man, beat down for the last 14 years. Dude, you, you can't be beat down. You're the University of Texas. You've got a freaking network over you. Like, Oklahoma fan, we're going to – I'm going to talk trash on you all the time, but I wasn't worried about you making it in. Like, you're Texas. I just can't believe Florida State's out. They had to pick somebody. 
they had to pick somebody. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't going to be against Texas. It was going to come down to Alabama and Florida State. Alabama just beats Georgia. I'm I'm seeing here on my television the reaction. Mike Norvell is shocked. I He's see pissed. I see it on your screen, man. That is heartbreaking. And I oh. legitimately feel for those kids. Man, they played so hard yesterday on defense. Dude, Gerard Burst, did you see the did you see in the fourth quarter oh, him yeah, completely him demolish the tackle? Yes. I mean, my God, he's he could be the best defensive player in the country. I told you this last year, and you guys played against him. When he decided to come back, I was like, what? You're coming back? You'd be a first-round pick last year. So, yeah, he's a great player. And, you know, he was a transfer from Albany in the um, FCS. I think I remember that last year, yeah. Yes, and when he hit the portal, I, I looked at his highlights. I'm like, oh, my God, Texas has to try to get this dude. He ends up going to Florida State, and he's been outstanding for them. And like you said, when it came down to it, when Louisville had they had so many chances to win that game, right? And they, their defense just would not let them. No, right? They were creating constant pressure on Plummer. They were sticking to those receivers. They couldn't get open. So what yeah, I guess the committee's like, yeah, you guys aren't going to get in with that third string quarterback or even a backup quarterback. They didn't think they were a threat to win. I'm looking at the uh, their comparison right now. Best wins are against Louisville and LSU and Clemson. Versus UGA, Mississippi, and LSU. So they both have a common opponent with LSU. Their strength of schedule, though, for Florida State looks like probably yeah, what ultimately hurt them. 55th with a strength of schedule of 55. That's There's not a whole lot they can do about it in season, yeah. but that Alabama's does suck. Alabama's was five, right? Alabama's was five. And that incl- I mean, that's yeah. what happens when you get the – it's like they got a benefit of a good loss. You know, Alabama – so all the fight about why do we schedule big games – was just justified. So on Twitter, five seconds before the announcement that was made, it, Texas fans was, why did we schedule Alabama if they were going to leave us out? Why, are they, why did Alabama? And then Alabama's like, why did we schedule Texas if that was right. going to cost us? No, I think they got the benefit of scheduling Texas, and Texas got the obvious benefit of beating Alabama. Um, it's ginormous, dude. It's ginormous. I should not be this excited for a Texas, but I'm excited for the playoff. I think this playoff is going to be fan Fantastic. Yeah. And I'm wondering, man, what is Michigan feeling right now? You know, it's like, God, we have to play Alabama. I think they would have loved to play Florida State. I think they would have loved to play Washington, too. I think they think they could have shut down Washington. But here's the deal, dude. Okay. Alabama, Michigan is not a whole lot different than the team. Well, I don't know. Did they have Blake Corum last year? Was Blake Corum hurt yeah, he in the playoff? Um, oh. I don't think so. Was he hurt in the playoff? Be, no, he might have been. He hurt his knee, didn't he? That, you know, they might be feeling cocky because they got Corum back. But they're a lot yeah. the same team that lost to TCU last year. Yeah. I got to tell you, Jalen. I was hoping to get against. I was hoping to get Michigan if we got in. I was hoping we'd be the four seed. Jalen Milrow looked like a stud against Georgia, dude. I don't know that Michigan has anything to stop Milrow. Most dynamic player they're going to play all year. For sure. For sure. If yeah, I had to pick it right, matchup. instant pick, Texas versus Bama for a rematch? Is that possible? We'll see, man. I mean, I would, I, I obviously would love that. Can but you man, imagine? Figure out how to cover these receivers, though, for um, – Oh, for I know. And I'll tell you, here's the three. thing. Okay, listen. I talked about Washington before in the last – in yesterday or last week's episode, right? That they get on, they get out of the weather, they get out of the conditions, they get on turf, 
they look a whole lot different. And then who was the guy that right. came back that was been hurt? McMillan? McMillan, yeah. I mean, they've gotten from two dynamic back to their three dynamic receivers back where any three, three of those can correct. make a play at any point in time. Any three. And again, Texas struggles against pass heavy teams, right? We can stop the runner, especially if you can keep us off balance. We're better against a team. Like, if you love to run the ball and that's what you do, it's like, great. Please line up and try to out physical us and run the football. Well, and it'll be a long your, day for you. You didn't get your wish against Michigan, but you got your wish into the college football playoff. I'm excited yeah. for you, Kevin. I told you I'd be excited for you. The only thing that would have made this better is if you would have gotten left out, Texas, but you did not. You are in. It's going to be fantastic. There will be much more to come, obviously, from the Boomer Bebo podcast as things develop. But I am in Boston. My wife is waiting to take me out to the North End where we're going to get some Italian food. I cannot wait. Oh, man. I had debated going to the New England game, but then I realized they're in a five-game losing streak and it's 40 degrees and raining and thought, mm, that's all right. This doesn't have to be my first game. Speaking of first NFL games ever, real quick, can you give us just a quick recap of Dallas? versus Seattle on Thursday. You were there live. First ever NFL yeah, well, game. First of all, shout quick. out to my wife. Shout out to my wife, Casey, right? She set this all up for my 40th birthday. That's got awesome. tickets for the game. Went down to Dallas. Yeah, I'd never, strangely, never been to a Cowboys game. So, yeah, they played the Seahawks, man, and it was great. It was a great experience. The stadium was awesome. The atmosphere in the stadium was great. Thursday night game. So, you know, everybody's watching. And it was some really good football on display. It was great to see all those great players, man. I was impressed with Geno Smith, um, DK Metcalf. I mean, what a freak well, since, that guy is. Since this is, the, since this is the Boomer the Boomer Bevo podcast, I just want to make sure we get some Oklahoma in. How good is C.D. Lamb? Oh, is man, he that, he's incredible. Is he good? You know, go ahead. No, I just – does it feel weird to cheer for him as much as you are now that you're a Cowboys fan? Because you know that guy's what, fantastic. Man, you know, here's the thing about – here's the weird thing about C.D. Lamb. I've always supported him since he was in high school, right? Richmond Foster, he destroyed the playoffs – in Texas senior year, and Texas always recruited him. So when he got to OU, it's kind of funny. The only OU game I've been to that wasn't a um, Red River shootout game was his first career game. Casey and I were dating at the time against UTEP. And we're, you know, as we're getting ready to go to the game, I'm like, hey, listen, you guys got this freshman receiver named C.D. Lamb. He's really good. Like I saw him in high school, Texas was recruiting him, and he has two touchdowns in his debut. So I've always kind of He's been a per- silent supporter. Dude, man. listen, he's the perfect receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. He he he's exactly who should be wearing number 88. He's dynamic. He can control a game from the wide receiver position. But Dak looked as good as I've seen Dak look. It was a really good win. I'm so excited you got to go. I chose not to go to an NFL game, and I'm comfortable with my decision because I'm gonna go eat some Italian food. You, my well, friend. First of all, it's not it wasn't 40 degrees in Dallas, right? No, dude, it, was it was rainy, 60. but you're of course you're inside 72 degree stadium, very comfortable in there. One more thing on that game, Michael Parsons is an absolute freak, right? Every time yeah, they but- needed to make a play on defense, he at least got pressure and affected uh the throw of Geno Smith. He's incredible, man. Listen, Kevin, bask in the glory of the college football playoff, okay? Bask in Twitter today. Get after it on Twitter. Have an amazing day. You deserve it. I don't know if Texas does, but you deserve it. I'm pr- I'm happy for you. This is going to be a fun, fun thing to watch. And for the rest of the Boomer Bevo podcast fans, we will have more episodes, obviously, leading up to it. And then we'll make sure that we let everybody know and our reactions on where Oklahoma gets. Prediction, I think they get into a New Year's Six. Kevin, real quick. Yeah, I think so. I think you get into the Cotton Bowl. 
I think we're in the Cotton Bowl as well. All right, dude. Have a great day. Everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, Kevin, boomer. Okay.